Hello, family. This is Maurice Fuller again with the Afterthought Podcast. I want to say thank you first and foremost to all of you all who have been participant, who have been listening, who have been giving feedback, who have been telling me to keep going. Thank you so much. It means so much. And so I am appreciative of everybody who takes five or 10 minutes to listen to my podcast. Uh, Something positive, something upbeat, something that we can analyze biblically and something that we can honestly give a testimonial to or be a part of our devotion. So thank you so much again. I appreciate you. And I want to go right into what I've been sharing or what I concluded this past Sunday uh, in the sermon series of the danger of being exposed or the danger of exposure. And so just a few things I dealt with Adam and Eve in the fall and then surround Genesis chapter three, uh, when Adam and Eve fell into sin. Now, if you look into Genesis, there are three things in Genesis you must look at. You must look at creation. You must look at the fall and you must look at redemption. Those three things are going to guide your view for the rest of your biblical interpretation, creation, fall and redemption how God creates, how man fail, how God redeems. So those three things are very important. But when you deal with Genesis or Adam and Eve, as I said Sunday morning, most time people are always pointing the finger or giving the blame to the other person. And I think we highlight it so much when we say, Adam said to God, the woman you gave me, gave me this to eat. And actual reality is you can point the blame at whoever you want to point the blame to. But as I said Sunday morning, she didn't take it and shove it down your throat. She didn't make you eat it, but you ate willingly. So I think when you start talking about exposure, there are some things we have to own up to. There are some things we have to give accountability for. And there are some things we simply have to say, I did it. I was wrong. And we cannot lie to God and expect God to deliver us from us if we're lying about ourselves to God. And so transparency is a key because you have to be transparent with God. And And I continuously say this, if you're not transparent with God, you will never be transparent with other people. Or if you're not transparent with God, you won't be transparent with yourself. If you're not truthful with God, you won't be truthful with yourself or truthful with other people. And it's always important that when you pray, you know God already know everything about you. And so there's no need of you lying to yourself or God, but you got to be truthful. And if I was in church, I'd say, touch a neighbor and say, be truthful. Tell somebody, be truthful. If you're not going to be truthful with me, be truthful with God and be truthful with yourself. And I think that's one of the often, that's what oftentimes one of the struggles that we see and we, we oftentimes witness that people are not truthful with themselves. Therefore, they're not truthful with other people. So in chapter three, we see Adam fall. And when we see Adam fall, the Bible said that not only did he fall, but he hid himself from God. When he hid himself from God, the Bible said the voice of God walked in the garden Uh, and searching for Adam. God says, Adam, where art thou? Adam hiding from God is a very key component in the text because you have to ask yourself, can you really hide 
from God. <laughs> and I don't think you can. Not only can you not hide from God, but God knows where you are and he knows everything about you. Um, it's important to understand that sometimes our proclivities or our shortcomings cause us to feel as if we need to hide from God. And that's the thing that should pull you to God, the exposing of yourself, those things that you cannot get right, those things that causes you to evaluate yourself, those things that you know you struggle with should not pull you away from God. It should pull you to God. At the end of the day, you want to be better. And if you want to be better, you have to take what makes you worse and expose it and deal with it. I think so many times we don't want to deal with what makes us uh, or what we struggle with. I'll put it that way. We don't want to deal with what we struggle with simply because our struggle tends to keep us human or our struggle tends to keep us humble, if you will. And if your struggle keeps you humble is because you have a realistic view of your struggle and who you are. So the Bible said, Adam tried to hide himself. Uh, I think it's around verse nine, but the Lord God called to man and said, where are you? And he answered, I heard the voice. I heard the voice of God in the garden. And I was afraid because I was a naked because I was naked. So I hid. Now here, here is another question. Y'all who told Adam he was naked. How did he know? Adam moves from a position of innocence to a position of consciousness. And now what's important that we understand is that all of us at some point, at some point, maybe in our younger years, at some point was in a position of innocence. We did not know right from wrong. We did not know what was good or what was bad. Innocence. We, 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 we were not a part of those things that were bad. We were innocent. We did not, we did not know how to decipher or to discern good or bad. Someone had to teach us. Someone had to guide us. Someone had to cover us. And when Adam stepped into disobedience, he fell from innocence to consciousness. Now, this is what disobedience does. It puts you in a position where you have to choose between good and bad. You have to discern. You have to decipher what is good, what is bad, what is, what is not. And we're always making choices and we're making choices should be. We're making choices according to how God guides us to make those choices. And so once Adam fell, he now has to make a decision between good and bad. He ate of the tree that he was told not to eat of. And that was a decision of disobedience. But even so, he was still in a fallen position. Uh, here, here we go again. Let, let me express this. He was in a fallen position, but God was searching for him. That's important because that says to me, even in my fallenness, God is still in love with me enough to search for me. God is still in love with me enough to come look for me. And that, that should be an example to the church because if I'm fallen and God searched for me in my fallenness, 
the church should also search for me, which is the bride of Christ, and love me and restore me back to my place where I've been called to be. He's fallen and God is saying, Adam, where are you? You've been exposed to something you should not have been exposed to. Now, here is an important thing. How many of us that are hearing this podcast can say, I was exposed to something at an age I should not have been exposed to. When you examine uh, our culture and our day and time now, our younger people, and when I say younger people, I mean um, 20 and younger, um, not in 20s, but 20 and younger, are being exposed to things that you were possibly not exposed to at that age. Some things you were exposed to when you were grown. And when I say grown, I mean 20 and above. There are younger people that are being exposed to things at a younger age than what we were exposed to. Exposure can be a dangerous thing. And we take it for granted that the internet, the TV, the cell phones has the ability to give you rapid information. But rapid information don't always benefit you. Sometimes being exposed to things will cripple you. And in your brokenness is only God that's searching for you. Isn't it amazing that God searches for those that are downtrodden and beaten down while the church looks over them? I said it on Sunday morning and I'll conclude with this. God looks for the people that the church look over. God looks for those that the church look over. If you're being ignored, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling desperate, or if you're feeling excluded, God is looking for you. Not only is God looking for you, but he's searching for you because he's still in love with you. So, family, let's pray. That's my time. But I want you to know, even in your fallenness and even in your exposed state, God is still searching for you. Like Adam, who had fallen. But God said, Adam, where art thou? I know you're not where I put you. And I know where you are. But I'm waiting for you to expose yourself to me. This has been a powerful series, y'all. The danger of exposure. We've looked at Noah and his problem, children. We've looked at the woman who was accused of adultery and her accusers. And now we've looked at Adam and Eve and Adam in his exposed state. And they were covered by twigs because they were naked. I want to encourage you. If you're going to expose yourself, expose yourself to God because God loves you enough to keep you covered when other people will expose you. Let's pray. God, I now thank you and I bless you because you're worthy to be praised. I thank you, Lord, that wherever my voice is heard, that you will continue to cover us. And when we're in a fallen state, you will search for us. Lord, some of us has fallen deeply into hard places. But God, you have the power and the ability 
to pull us out of those places. And we thank you that even though we're fallen, you're still searching for us. Thank you that we won't point the finger at anybody else, but we'll continue to look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. In Jesus' name, amen.